Welcome to Tech This Way. Are we good? Yes. Okay. Rafiza Ghazali from Cradle. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we first met when you were still at Syme. Mm. Five, six years ago? Yeah. About there, can You were running innovation then. Mm. And from there, tiba-tiba now dah jadi kat Cradle. <laughs> so, um, I think, I, I, I guess the, what I really want to know is even before Syme lah, right? So, mm-hmm. how did you end up in Syme? Mm. And then after that, your journey to Cradle, and mm. then I guess we can go into Cradle a little bit, lah. Yeah. Right? So you can go as far back as you want. Oh, okay. I'm not going to go that far. Go back as far la. back as you want. Okay. Like, don't know. So anyway, so I started off my career um, in finance, in accounts. As you know, I did my chartered accountant. Came back to Malaysia during the crisis '98. Where were you from? Coming back from? Uh, so I was working in Australia. Ah, okay. Ah, uh, Melbourne. So I did my chartered accountancy there. But prior to that, I was studying the cut UK lah, London. Mm, yeah. For a Pet- degree. Ah, uh, for uh, Petronas scholar. I see. Yeah, Petronas. <laughs> mm. So anyway, so came back. Uh, during crisis, so I was with Dana Hartel. Um, so actually, when uh, you know, when COVID happened, I was like recalling my experience. Uh, quite similar to the time when I joined Dana Harta because mm. crisis and so we were working for Dana Harta as you know mm. it's a government agency mm. and our role was to help out the borrowers mm. you know on the non-performing this loans this was in the 90s kind of way, and late we, 90s yeah, yeah 98 was a crash so anyway then fast forward after that so I you know work in banks as you know I was with RHB uh, different different but mainly in the finance related, you know, okay. asset management, investment. Right. Type. So, yeah, my, my forte is finance. on the finance side. Mm. Then after like more than 10 over years, 15 mm. years, so I got an uh, approach to join Saim Dhabi. Okay. You know, so and, and you know, Saim Dhabi, you know, is a conglomerate mm. uh, at that time. This was in um 2015 mm. 2014 2015 yeah 2014 so and um i've you know when you work in a bank you you it's different you you're giving up money but you never really in the what i call it in the traditional business right. you know the the actually entity that makes money from real activity you know yeah. as opposed to you know making money out of money right so yeah. that it really interests me and then I joined Samdabi the position was um, uh, at strategy at group strategy right so and to me it was very interesting because it exposed me to you know the plantation sector mm. uh, exposed me to automotive uh, healthcare property mm. you know so because I was at the group level so I had like the lens of this um, all you know industrial all the uh, sector that Sam mm. was in right and you were with 
Masa tu Ravi What's his name? Hari Hari uh, No Hari. but I joined under uh. Alan Hamza Oh I see okay. So Alan okay. hired me okay. And uh, and I was doing group strategy at that time So we were mm. looking at um, Okay how do we grow the business mm. How do we Or is there any business that we should exit from So you know we were looking at All the various projects Should we continue Should we expand Should we uh, what what else could we do? You mm. know, because um, it's a hundred year old company, and and that was the time when at that time, you know, I I worked quite closely juga dengan Tasri Baki, the mm. president, and he, you know, based on his exposure, and he saw a lot of all these big traditional conglomerates, uh, companies. Uh, long established, especially in the US, being disrupted, mm. being disrupted by new young startups, you know, that grew out of nowhere, suddenly, you know, took over a big chunk of the, you know, businesses away from uh, this long uh, established uh, mm. conglomerates, mm. right? So, and that it was during one of our strategy session, and you know, he said that oh, we can't. In order for us to remain relevant, we need to be innovative. Mm. So, size does not matter anymore. Yeah. You know, so just because you've been around for hundred years, that's not going to guarantee your survival over the next five years because the rate of innovation, the rate of technology advancements, could really uh, disrupt your business. At that point, were there any particular parts of the Sam Darby business that you guys felt, oh, this is going to be the, the next one to be disrupted or the first everywhere, one? Everywhere, everywhere. It's like, you know, we look at, you know, for example, automotive, hmm. you know, because uh, what will happen if, say, for example, the uh, principal directly with the consumer because, you know, uh, in the automotive business, you, you are sort of the you know the dealer mm. so principle here meaning the, the BMW themselves yeah, yeah right? the BMW, BMW themselves BMW. you know uh, what's stopping them mm. you know uh, so so there were a lot of questions within the company a plantation what if someone comes with an alternative cheaper sustainable you know a palm oil Mm. Uh, substance, mm. you know, things like that. So we we were really looking at disruptive because you know, um, and big established companies like Samda, they've invested hundreds of millions, yeah. you know, to this. What if an overnight someone comes up with some technology that could wipe out, mm. you know, uh, mm. a a particular business? So, yeah. so, so I was at strategy at that time, and then that's what, that was when you know Tan Sri Baki said, hey, you know, like. Okay, strategy, you know, like, strategy don't change, you know, at the end of the day, okay, any organization, profit-making organization, you have one main motive. You don't change every day, your mm. strategy. You, you, your, your overall strategy remains, but of course, your day-to-day activity mm. could... Your execution. Yeah, your execution yeah. could change. Yeah, mm. but So... What is that to do at strategy apart from you know the typical benchmarking exercise you know right. all that and do business plan you know so and that's when he came to me like hey, would you like to and at that time no one knows what innovation was mm. you know when when I when I had my card changed to oh uh, group strategy and innovation everyone was like what's innovation why well, you're a plum palm oil plantation company yeah. how can you innovate then when I started to share with them look 
you know, you can talk about technology in agriculture. Mm. Uh, you know, you looking at uh, AI with respect to weather. You know, like all of this, and then suddenly they were like. Oh wow! It took us a couple of weeks to actually convince internally at Sime Derby that mm. we could be innovative. Right. You know, we could change the way how we do things, and you do it for various, you know, mm. for various reasons. Um, you you know, how about if you could reduce your cost by thirty percent? Mm. You could increase your yield by the you know forty percent or whatever. So so, you know, it's. And we're not talking about incremental innovation. Mm. We're talking about potentially disruptive innovation. Yeah. So that's when initially I was a little bit like, oh, betul ke ni? You know? And then when I started to study and learn and talk to different people. And the good thing about Samdabi is that we have a lot of overseas and foreign partners. So we were talking to a lot of you know our um, American partners, mm. our Singaporean partners who... You know who who are probably a lot more established with respect right. to innovation compared to you know uh, the Malaysian counterparts, and and that's when um so they brought in a chief innovation officer because they mm. said okay we uh, because I said look in order for me to do this I really need help because I've not uh, been, I've not done this yeah. before we need to have and not many people are yeah, yeah you know yeah. and 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 I said you know I I really need help so they brought in uh, the chief innovation officer who was a uh, chief innovation officer of Procter & Gamble at that time and mm. to come to Malaysia, he's American. Mm. So, he, you know, under his leadership, so we set up this innovation team. So then we did our own assessment, you know, our state of readiness, whether or not we can be innovative. So, mm. so uh, you know, so the first six, nine months is just looking at internal business processes, yeah talent, you know, benda-benda tu semua. But at that time, people still didn't understand what was yeah. I doing, you know. Was there a sense, uh, because when you said that, does it mean that there is a sense that um, business is okay? Yeah, Things yeah. It's one of those like, why why bother? Because we're, you know, top three, top five, we're, you know, mm. we're leader in everything. Why, you know? And then when we started to give them real examples, this is what happened. So we shared them Kodak, you know, uh, all those you know, big giants, yeah. you know, that at that time, belum lagi, the threat was not really visible sangat lah, you know, like you're right, you know, like suddenly Amazon taking over uh, borders, a lot of retail, retail, and, and a lot of macam banking pun, you know, when we were showing them the size of the market cap, you know, um, you know, in in the year, say for example, 1980 versus, you know, 2000, then you're seeing all this um, Amazon, Facebook, you know, Alphabet, uh, their market cap grew, you know, um, and whereas the, the the big traditional, the GMs, uh, yeah, the GMs, uh, you know, were yeah. all coming down. And mm-hmm. and uh, because at that time, Masa to 2015, it was still, it, it still mm. needs a lot of convincing to people that, hey, you know, like, like just because your Kodak was our, you know, typical example, lah, yeah. you know, um, when we, you know, uh, be, because people still at that time still f- didn't feel threatened, threatened yeah. by by the startups. They said, "Oh, we will never be mm. taken over by startups." You know, and then until you see suddenly, you know, Tesla, you know, mm. taking over, <laughs> you know, the more established brands. Yeah. Again, then, then, then suddenly, you know, um, there was a lot more 
sort of interest and seriousness by uh, especially the other leadership, especially from the division side that, mm. okay, I think um, uh, we need to do this. So so that's how, so that's my exposure to, you know, tech, tech uh, and innovation. And we work very closely with a lot of the startups. One of the things that uh, we were trying to do was also to incorporate innovative and entrepreneurship um, culture mm. into the company. Yeah. So we, you know, we search around and, and at also at that time we were looking for startup partners. So we were looking for startups beyond Malaysia. Mm. So some of the American startups, Singaporean startups, uh, uh, Japanese mm. smaller companies, uh, even Europeans. Mm. So there were a couple of European startups that we connected to. Um, and, and suddenly we realized, hey, you know, like, why not Malaysian startups? Mm. So, but at that time, it, it was still very young. People only mm. know my taxi, and that's yeah. it. You know, Grab, uh, and there were a few other, you know, uh, startups. Not many people know, and the the ecosystem was still very, very, uh, you know, young at that mm. time. Okay, and I was, was going to ask that for banking at the time, mm. it was very obvious, mm. right? Because yeah. you know, fintech and all that, all, that yeah. was really happening. And yeah. we were quite focused, that was our one industry, right? Mm-mm-mm. But for you guys, there's, as you mm. say, there's plantation, there's mm. auto, mm. there's the property mm. and all that. Mm. So, so and, yeah. and, then, and then, another thing which I tried to tell people, even though I was the innovation team, I'm not the innovator. Mm. You know, my role was to make sure we have the infrastructure to allow for the business to innovate mm. better. Mm. To equip them. S- to equip them, right. you know, because, um, uh, because you know, I'm not the frontliner. I'm not the one, you know, doing sales transaction. I'm not the one who, you know, is sitting at the uh, upper two sales office of the dealers. Mm. So these are the people, that's how you want to get a bigger impact of innovation. It's not by a group of people out mm. at the HQ to think about innovation. So yeah. so what we're trying to do is whenever so we scout around for different technology, then we will show it to the okay, the R and D people or the property people or the um, the health people or even Tesco because we had Tesco at that time. Can so so oh, okay. Yeah. So mm. Tesco is uh Are they still? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um so but they've yeah, they've sold off. So anyway, so our mm. job, so so at that time, my job was not to be the innovator. Mm. So, but is to look around. Hey, these are existing technology that is already has already been adopted. Uh, you know that could mm. be brought in into Sandapi. Mm. So that was my role. So right. it was very interesting, and especially things that we could do. At a group basis, mm. so mana yang very plantation centric, so we pass it. So, so right. we have the chief innovation officer as well at the various plantations. So I work very closely with them. So mm. whenever you know uh, people come to us with certain technology, you know, macam sensor or IoT or whatever, then you know, then we can, we we know who to deploy to very quickly, and mm. then we will provide them support. So macam we will push at, you know, we will have to push at the group level, uh, getting approvals and making sure that, you know, we have all the necessary things in place. Like, you know, um, one of the first things that we had to sort of uh, work very closely was with the legal team because a lot right. of it requires a lot of partnership agreement and things like that. So, and, you know, being, being, 
um, you know, when you want to partner with startups, you know, there there are certain things which, um, up to the alignment needs to be there yeah. you know, between corporate and startups, right? Startups yeah. punya agreement tends to be two page and then suddenly, you know, comes time down, be like, wow, you know, like 50 pages, you know. And they and don't... like, okay, I'll just sign it. <laughs> don't even have lawyers yeah. to pass it on to. Yeah, right? I can't afford a lawyer. Like, where do I sign? <laughs> you know, things like that. So, yeah. so a lot of um, education um, and awareness internal processes, you know, uh, that we need to... I, I mean, I just give you an example. There was... Uh, so, we were working with the the property team, right? And mm. so... And the problem statement was how to deal with uh, all these unsold units. Right. And, and, and not just unsold units, but, you know, in each of the township, they have the... They have the... Um, uh, what the model house ah, the, the, the showroom ah, showroom the ah, show house ah, ah. show house right ah. and you know katil semua cantik everything so it's it's livable and you ah. know uh, so someone some one team member came out with the idea oh why don't we put this houses out f- uh, on the Airbnb so hmm. people might want it we might so monetize it right, right? Ah. so why not so katil semua cantik and plus like you know one of the problem statement that this you know, when they spoke to the potential buyers, is that, look, if you can test drive a car, hmm. why can't we test live a house, hmm. right? So, that's why, you know, they pitched the idea to us. We said, hey, this is a really good idea. You know, why don't we do it, you know? Right. Because it, it doesn't require a lot of money. It's not like we have to build another hmm. house. The house is already there. So, so you know, because what, what we also do, we, we also do a lot of crowdsourcing of new innovative ideas hmm. to the staff. Yeah. So, we have what we call it the ideas portal. So, people could just put in, hmm. okay, this is the idea. And then we get people to vote. Yeah. How many people like it? So, if you have a certain number of votes, okay group will take on this project and mm. work with whoever gives the idea and mm. so so we had this so one of that the is idea the was idea that, was uh. that last so we said okay why don't we 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 test it right so and and you know it it got a lot of I would say backlash because you know people started to challenge oh this is not our business model blah 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 I could say, it's, you uh. know like this is we're just testing it why yeah. not right and 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 uh and plus it gives a sense of you know, ownership to some of to the team who came mm. out with the idea. But, you know, it took us weeks for us to decide. Sebab nak beli shampoo, towel and everything semua, you know. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, and then it took weeks to debate like, oh, which charge code should we use oh, this? Yeah. You know, like, padahal it's only like a few thousand but you know like in, in structure that yes you know, that you know like that, ah yeah. you know like oh siapa boleh approve and things like that you know anyway after that i just told the team you know what why don't you just guys buy those shampoo and towel and bruce gear whatever you just charge it on the credit card i'll i'll sign yeah, and approve. it's under you know rnd or whatever you know like yeah, yeah. um so those are the simple simple yeah. things that people don't understand and then the startup was like What's wrong with you know? <laughs> because we work with Lux Nomad, can okay. to put the mm, thing on, the property, on uh, yeah. the property, and like they were wondering like, why is it taking so long? You know, to do this. So these, so these are some of the things which we put it in our learning deck when yeah. we, you know, when when I went to see to to tell Tan Sri Baki, Tan Sri Baki, this is this is why corporates 
can't innovate mm. you know and this is why you know all the startups out there you know if we're not careful if we don't change the way how we do things that we will be eaten regardless of how mm. long we've been around for you know um and uh then then after that then um then the i you know the the proposal to break uh Sam Darby came about ah. so <laughs> that's when oh um, but wait, before that eh? ah. so but for yourself right um so you came from this finance background mm. right so mm. it's numbers and, and, and quite hard Mm-mm. facts right Mm-mm. and then suddenly you are now thrown into a role which is a little bit more mm. um you know, exploratory, mm, right? Mm, there mm. is no business case here that Mm-mm. is going to make money. You know, it's, a, it's a gamble yeah, yeah. pretty yeah, much, yeah, right? Yeah, so how did you find yourself in that change, right? In terms of, huh? Well, you see, the thing is, I mean, even when we were evaluating, like prior to the innovation, right? And the reason why, uh, I must say, like, I put my hands up to Tan Sri Baki because he, he, you know, he had a sense of who would be good at doing that. Because innovation, whatever it is, you are putting resources, mm. capital mm. resources. Sometimes it's more time resources rather than uh, monetary resources. Mm. And resources in any company is limited. It's not, you know, it's not unlimited. Yeah. So either you put your time and resources, management, especially management time resources, in doing an innovative project versus one that is you know more financially driven mm. because it's an ex is is an established project so I, you put in the money that's when you calculate the ROI it's still time mm. so it's just the mode of investment mm. as opposed to money yeah. or time yeah because type of resource yeah about, type right? of resources mm. because at the end of the day you know it's still money for mm. the company mm. you know yeah. you're taking away attention of the management you know uh, away so yeah. so at strategy that's how we do things so we incorporate some element on putting a value of time as yeah. well so that's how because we need to prioritize yeah. because you know so many people come to us oh, okay I not what Nila I not what this project you know but like okay you know how how do we prioritize so you know the team came out with uh, uh, some sort of a proxy okay out of these 100 projects that people came to us that we want to do under the innovation uh, banner mm. then what we 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 quantified and we said lah okay you know what uh, let's just concentrate on say top 20 of mm. these projects because based on our valuation that you know this will contribute you know x hundred mm. million of patami you know right. after five years mm. right so that's how we start to prioritize so it's a bit like portfolio management mm. nah, you know yeah. so all these decisions you need someone with financial savvy mm. you know you cannot just pick and choose oh okay I suka this technology I suka that technology yeah. you know it's not as simple as that yeah you know you need it does come back to the numbers lah, right? yeah In, you, you need yeah. some sort of a financial discipline mm. but it's just the the asset class is different mm. so you need to have some sort of because otherwise how you con- how can you convince to the board of directors why are we doing all this mm. you know even be- if yeah it's a question of the odds of it being successful or not mm, right mm, mm. but when if it is successful mm. you still need to quantify so what does it yes, mean yes right? exactly the and then you know so macam a lot of this project then we introduce the concept of stage gate mm. so 
of course lah masa mula-mula you evaluate the value is very high but after you've done a lot of validation and then suddenly eh you know your assumption instead of say for example 50,000 yeah. users mm. maybe you know actually when we do uh, the prototype only 10% je. you yeah. know like so then then the the value starts to then then we introduce this concept of stage gates mm. that's when we learn the discipline to kill a project right the problem with uh, what we saw is a lot of the corporates macam wah they come out with this fantastic proposal okay i want to spend 100 million or whatever you know mm. um and it's a five year project So of course lah bila time buat proposal tu the numbers are very rosy the cash flow looks very good yeah. you know oh, sorry. but I thought I silent it really but you know they don't necessarily then test along the way mm. tapi sebab uh, board dah bagi approval kan Dai-dai pun buat lah juga. Yeah. Uh, and then after that five later become a white elephant. In fact the KPI is for it to be launched. Ah yeah exactly. Yeah. So the KPI is based on milestones. Yeah. So And and this is where we see a lot of wastage mm. in a lot of the corporates, and so when we so so one of the reason why we also introduce a different way of doing things, it's not okay. The the original idea is to be innovative, but then after that, what we found along the way is to actually avoid wastage. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So because especially big corporates, we are not trained to kill projects. You know, yeah. because for us, is that killing project is a sign of failure. Yeah, and that's when we actually say, actually, you in in startups in innovation, the minute your you know your validation doesn't support your assumptions, you have to kill the projects. Mm. So that's also another mindset we we started to introduce mm. along the line, which mm. was very tough because a lot of people. Eh, hello, bot dah approve, yeah. dah dah kit bagi allocate 50 million. And then <laughs> you're emotionally invested already, guys. Yeah. Too is so long to do that paper. Yes, exactly. You <laughs> know, and line. of course, bila nak paper everything, all the numbers semua oh, looks good, kan? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, but 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 you know, and and hmm. we see that in a lot of the startups, like. And you you think oh lah SpaceX berapa you know <laughs> berapa <Exploded>. kali <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah but but you need to reiterate lah sometimes mm. yeah sometimes you have to kill the projects just doesn't make sense but sometimes you know you you need to you know pivot reiterate yeah. so so that's also another type of skills which a lot of people mm. in corporate are not used to lah yeah. because yeah. they kata eh kita punya gencat kena buat tiga minggu. Buatlah tiga minggu kan yeah, yeah. Uh, Or you know Our our thing Kata kena buat lima checklist You know Buatlah lima checklist You know No one really like Sit down and check Eh betul ke Like does it yeah. Is it still relevant yeah. You know So That's where we see value When we were trying to introduce The concept of innovation mm. In a corporate So I still remember One of the first project That I had to kill, you know, my team members sumum nangis. You know, when I told them, you yeah. know, like, look, guys, you know, we just have to kill this before we pour in, you know, yeah, uh, b- yeah. bad money over it. Like yeah. then, because it's the first project, macam buat macam macam lah, buat video teaser lah, mm. buat this lah, that semua. You know, so you, after like about six months, when we saw, okay, the assumptions just doesn't look 
right? Okay, let's just kill it, kan? So, I had like some people menangis. I kata, it's okay. This is the, actually the best MBA course that you can actually, you know, experience. Yes. Because, you know, the the it 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 actually takes more guts to kill a project than to complete it, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, they learn lah. And then I tell them, look, you know, with this experience, you you can mm. go out there and mm. build a startup. And it's the learnings, right? From, it's the from learnings. All that, right? And yeah. I think at that stage is probably when even outside, uh, unless you're within the startup, mm. the failures is never seen as yeah. a success, right? Yes, yes. Wait, but yeah. at that time, mm. it's like not acceptable. I know. You know, yeah. how how can you tell the board, oh, takpe, it's better to fail than, you know, oh, to... What? Yeah. yeah. Where's the door? Yeah, so those were some of the things lah that... that um, how to say it was a very eye opening, mm. you know, for me. So, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then the demerger. Yeah. So what happened to you? Then, uh, I wanted to take a break for a while because mm. I. Uh, how many years already at that point you? Ah, uh, about three and a half years. Okay. So because you know I started to become very interested in innovation. Mm. Then I signed up for this course uh, with uh, Set Business School uh, at Oxford University. Okay. Uh, they, they, they actually approached me. Huh. They, they, they're like, oh, you know, we have this course. It's, uh, um, <laughs> I suppose maybe they approached me. They wanted a bit of diversity, lah, you know, okay. of their students. Huh. And, of, and, and they also wanted someone with a bit of a background that can also contribute mm. towards the cohort. Mm. Um, so I so I did this course. So it was a uh, eighteen months part time. So it requires me to go to Oxford um, f- every four months. Oh, fun! Uh, to attend huh. lecture and also do the exam. Mm. So it's not just one of those executive course lah where right. you can half listen you know so yeah. this one you actually, actually, have, to <laughs> actually have, have to turn up and it's not Do just some work yeah and it's not just lecture tau, uh. because like they give you all the reading materials and it's very interesting because we do real cases like we you know we learn about Alibaba we learn about uh, Walt Disney Harley Davidson mm. uh, so there were all the real case studies to be like the Harvard case studies ah yeah like macam mm. Harvard case studies and and when we turn up for the classes so we expected to uh, have discussion mm. so macam you can about presentation so it's like okay um for example, you know, okay, the the board of directors have asked you to look into new markets. How would, what, where would you go? What would you do? What would mm. your advice and things like that? You know, so so we have to actually work in mm. a team, like as if. So you this know, is not an MBA course. It's a. It's course? a not. Okay. Uh, it's a macam a pre a mini MBA la, because okay. I didn't think right. I have the capacity to mm. do a proper because MBA would take about more than three years yeah. if I were to do. So, but what MBA. was the. I don't know, what was the the title for the for the course? Oh, postgraduate diploma. Okay. Uh, in what topic? Uh, so strategy and innovation. I see. Okay. Ah, uh, so strategy and innovation. Mm. And uh, and and again, for me, it's not just about okay, benda-benda yang diajar tu semua you can always read, kan? Mm. <laughs> but to me, it's also the opportunity to meet with the like-minded, you know, like people like you who actually wants to learn, who actually wants to meet new people. Mm. And we, we still keep in touch. We have this WhatsApp group. Um, uh. And and 
it's like a free consultants lah. So whenever yeah. I have problem, we have problem. Yeah. We will say, hey guys, you know, you know, you know, I have this issue. So and so. It's a good and, sounding board. Yeah, it's yeah. a good sounding board, and mm. and um, very interesting people. Diverse background, uh, from we have a couple from US, uh, Europe, uh, mainly from the UK, mm. uh, you know, one or two from Asia and a few from Africa. So it's it's an interesting uh, group of mm. people. So we meet. So we so you know it requires me to go there every four months. Mm. So it's also a good break because you know sometimes I've. Tidak dah kerja dua puluh tahun macam you know you yeah. you just need um a bit of a short yeah. break from the things that you do every day and so to me it was an eye opener hmm. you know and, and to formally get that kind of education yeah to yeah figuring it out yeah when you in, in, in Simon, in yeah and 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 you know it's actually good because you know when you're there when you're with your uh, classmates you know you're expected to contribute you're expected to talk so people actually listen to you yeah, <laughs> you know kadang-kadang yeah. kat office ni like you know you try to talk no one wants to listen kan so it's interesting yeah. lah you know so and with the experience it makes it even more rich, yes more exactly yeah. because you know you can actually sh- share real experience so mm. and to actually hear that okay you're not the only one who's, who's <laughs> facing pain, yeah right? who's gone through the pain and you know we actually learn from each other so that's the interesting bit you know mm. so it's very different from when I was doing undergrad you know undergrad semua orang like macam fresh kan this yeah. one like you have you know because mm. the average age is about you know between 40 to 45 so it's you know they have quite a number of you know people people with you know long experience mm. um and they are either just pre c suite or c suite level mm. you know so yeah so so and that was when but at that time i was working for velesto okay. so velesto energy was there a break between sime and velesto uh there was f- about four months break and mm. that was when i did three Two marathons. Nice. <laughs> Where did you run? I did the Berlin Marathon and I did the New York Marathon. Nice. Ah. Uh, wow. So. How was the? How was between the two? I was I was supposed to go to the Berlin one. Really? I, Berlin out, was or? super flat. Huh. It so was fast, it yeah. was very wet. Uh, it was it was nice. It was very interesting actually. Uh, I liked the run. New York was very challenging. Okay. I've never had to run over so many bridges because we had to so run. So challenging because of the terrain or uh, the, the crowd? The, or? the bridges because you oh. start off from Staten Island okay. and then you finish off uh, dekat um, uh, apa tu, Central Park. Hmm. So you have to go through, if I'm not mistaken, far bar- four borough. Okay. Yeah, and like, I think I had to run over... I don't know, maybe six bridges. And uh. the bridge bukannya macam bridge kecil-kecil, you know, bridge yang besar, yang you kena naik, bukit, uh, and then turun uh, balik, you know. Ah, yeah, yeah. uh, So, it's like, and and it was, and it was also the time when people were still very nervous about bombs. And mm. it just so happened, three weeks before that, there was a bomb case cut New York. Oh. So, security was super tight. Right. So, you had all the police with machine guns, you know, like every corner. And it was nice. Like, it was really fun, hmm. you know. So, yeah. So, I must have during that break too. So, I did so two marathons. Ah, uh, yeah. Two yeah. out of the what? The seven or six? Six, six right? 
Mm. Nice. I've done four. Okay. Mm. Good job. Yeah. So that's something that I guess keeps your sanity lah. Oh yeah. I know. So it's like, you know, because I'm a sort of a goal-driven punya person. Mm. So, you know lah, you 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 see me on Strava kan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, macam yeah, for me, like when I sign up for marathons, okay, I know that oh, I have all this mileage, you know, this No, you know these things that I have to do. So I'm, I'm a very, macam I can have a goal. Mm. Kalau tak kan macam like. Takkan just run suka suka. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to build up to something, right? Yes, then, yes, yeah. yes. And 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 there's something for you to look forward to. Yeah, you know. So yeah. that that's how I started off running. And you when know. When did you start running? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, like really seriously, maybe about. Five six years ago, before mm. that, it was more of like jalan-jalan suka, right, you know, right. like jalan-jalan dekat Bukit Kiara, dekat mm. Lake Garden, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you know, my friends kata, eh, start lah, you know, like do this. So, my first marathon was Melbourne Marathon. Okay. So, I was like, huh, 42 kilometer? I don't think I can even cycle 42 kilometer, you mm. know, like let alone run 42. But it was, of course, it took us six months to train. Mm. But it was not impossible. Yeah, or oh, six months is short. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Or if you start not run so much. No, before. but then to be fair, I was like doing five kilometer. So to so ah, you okay. you you tak boleh macam not from zero from lah. Couch so you lah. had uh, you had some running uh, experience. Ah, but tak lah macam you know at most pun like macam at that time I don't think I have even done twenty one. Right. So setakat tiga kilometer, lima kilometer, suka suka uh. standard chartered, you know, like yeah. itu pun dah kira like the like, fun runs. Ah, uh, okay. but you still know. but you did but you did run. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, so okay. yeah. So and then it was more because it was you know. Friends, you mm. know, group. Mm. So we have something to look forward to, and so I we call it runcation. So okay. it's a running event and vacation. vacation yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah, so that's how oh, I started okay. off, lah. You know. Cool. Ah, sorry. So then at Velasco. <laughs> Velasco. Ah, uh, Velasco. Sorry. Um. So you were the CFO there. Mm. Mm. So back to your finance world. Ah. So was it hard to you know? I think from the exciting innovation world mm. and all that, and mm. then you did your your course. Mm. And let's go back to the books. The <laughs> How was that transition? It was well for me. You know, look, going back to the CFO is not a big deal because before that, prior to Samdabi, I was CFO dekat Chagama, dekat mm. RHB. So I've had like a, about seven or eight years of. CFO experience mm. kan so but the challenging bit because you know it was an oil and gas mm. um, company and the industry was still going through you know challenging time mm. and um, so to me it was tough but it taught me a lot of um, sense of cost discipline lah. Mm. you know like like every single ringgit counts yeah. you know so in a way That's how um, I can understand uh, how a startup feels. Hmm. You know, macam startup pun, okay, either you want to spend, you know, if you have 20,000 ringgit, where would you put? Hmm. You know, so unlike before when I was at working at Samdabi, we don't really, I mean, the 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 discipline to ada, but not hmm. as, as tough as hmm when you are in a loss making company right so it's very different and that's the same goes for startups mm. because uh, if you don't uh, you know if you don't spend or invest your money wisely 
you may not survive. Whereas mm. when you, when I was working with bigger corporations, I'm there be, you know, the survivability too, much um, not really a Correct. It's not top issue lah. La. <laughs> it's not like you're really gonna go into bankruptcy. Yeah, again. yeah, much um, you know, I don't even remember yeah. even thinking about not being going concerned. You know, like much yeah. like, ah, uh, you know, like the yeah. the it's how to grow. You yeah. know, but at Velasco, it taught me like the survivability hmm. of the company hmm. and the the strict cost discipline and being careful of every and because I was CFO kan so lagi lah you know like whatever we want to do we really need to challenge like will it contribute to hmm. our you know longevity of yeah. the company Is it revenue or cost if neither that yeah. don't do yeah, yeah yeah so 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 in a way you know you have to put sort of your start up punya mindset lah mm. you know mm. that if you do this or you don't do this you don't know how long you're gonna survive yeah. right yeah. so and um, but I have all this you know like and even I mean even when I was at Velasco I was doing that course so, so mm. I was reading a lot of and um, really taking interest in the startup world mm. and so to me like coming back and I took over this job is not really foreign because I I mm. have been watching at the sideline mm. of in the startup ecosystem, mm. you know. So even even when I was at Velasco, I was still attending, you know, some some upper startup conference, mm. and I was you know mm. like doing a lot of reading because it is also part of my course, you yeah. can. But it's just that not really doing it, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. So I so let's talk the this exciting bit there then, mm. right? So Velasco for how long? Two and a half years, right. close so to two, two and a half, half years. years. Yeah. Mm. And then what happened? How yeah. Did, how did the opportunity at Cato come? Oh, ah, uh, because like you know, when I took the job at Velasco, it was on a contract basis because okay. I knew that okay, I'm I'm not gonna be you know uh, a CFO. I mean, mm. I I did that. But um, yeah, but C Suite is collect uh, contractual anyway. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But but even then, I sort of knew that okay. Uh, Like like after after so many years of being a CFO, kind of like, like you wanna, and I suppose we are at a stage we are about the same age, kind. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, thirties. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so you know, you you are at the age where okay, this is your last career move. Mm. You know, we're yeah. not in our thirties anymore. Correct. Where, we're not okay, experimenting uh, anymore. Ah, no, no, experimenting lah. So I. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, and your retirement age is getting closer and closer, kan? So yeah. you want to you want to finally do something that you really hmm. want to be lah, yes. want to do. Hmm. So then this opportunity hmm. came about, and for me, it feels like okay, this is my call because, hmm. um, you know, it's a way for me to contribute back mm. you know to to work with the mm. startups and how i can you know bring back to the society mm. um whether or not they need me is a different matter <laughs> you know but at least you know uh, i'm there to yeah. work with them and the 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 offer came about when we started to talk and that was when covid happened mm. right And sorry, you joined Cradle when was that again? Uh, well, they they we started to talk about the position sometime in February. Okay. Yeah. 
just before just, ah, yeah just okay. before covid happened right. kan um and then uh but of course because my contract was until end of may dekat velasto so i told uh the ministry and the board that i could only start first of june hmm. and uh and that was when and of course masa when we were you know finalizing getting approvals of the appointment all the interviews and everything so you know that was when i started to realize you know the it is very similar to when i was working at danaharta i see a lot of similarities when i was working at danaharta because at danaharta you know you're dealing with ah, all so what, the so what are the similarities macam you know you see all these companies that need help you know because of what happened in the crisis and so and and to see that with the startups mm. the startups and but the good thing about it is that this time round we have a lot of government support mm. you know so you see I, i don't know you know you see you're in your 30s kan so <laughs> um during the previous crisis you saw how you know before this yes you have government support but not yeah. to this extent i mean in fact it was they couldn't do much mm. even, yes in, yes right? at that time because, because there was no money yeah there, there was, was no, no money yeah, so yeah. i suppose over the years you know what you know i, I was must told. Uh, yeah, it was bad then so yeah. so the good thing about this time round mm. that the government could step in intervention never in our life we experience six months moratorium mana ada you know dulu like you know you have you still have to pay your bills yeah. this time around you know it help a lot and then you have all the package prihatin you know mm. the government really help out and give a lot of incentive for people not to lay off people you know and to hire people who are out of job so so like like so the 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 pain was for lack of a better apa to phrase is shorten a bit compared to previous crisis that mm. I've experienced. It's more concentrated. Lah. Yeah, it's more concentrated and the fact that we were, you know, the, like, like, I remember last time I was in 98, punya crisis, it was so bad, you know, all the bangunan semua tergendala and, you know, you remember the time all and, all the, what do you call it, the construction, all, yeah, construction, right? abandoned projects, abandoned country, project, right? you know, uh, run away, you know, bangunan kena sita, you know, like, yeah. macam kereta kena tarik, you know, like, you don't see it now, you know, yeah. so even though, yes, it is the worst, you know, crisis ever since World War Two, but, you know, people can you know few months after that people can still go out can you know still boleh cuti-cuti Malaysia you yeah, know still boleh yeah. keluar i remember last time during the previous crisis like for months people were mm. just not being able to do anything you know there were so many unemployment you know people jobless people homeless i remember but this time around it's you know alhamdulillah it's mm. it's been very good so so anyway so when i then when i first came over So the the good thing about it is that yes some startups do survive but what was pleasantly surprised when I started to talk to some of the startups right since I joined over they were actually able to you know pivot their mm. business and some of them actually did better because of the MCO mm. compared to before okay yeah why is that because you know as a startup it's very easy for you to look at the opportunity and do something about it mm. and, you know, take opportunity. Compared to macam corporate, kan, they need to 
few 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 weeks to take approval and How many, yeah, yeah approval and, councils yeah approval councils macam mm. you know this founder like okay they saw an opportunity they straight away mm. uh, pivot their business and because also they are they are online businesses mm. they are, they are because they are tech the the yeah. startups that we we fund or we in, we apa we provide grants to they are all tech uh, startups so for them their business model was actually designed for situations like this compared to the more traditional, traditional type yeah. of businesses where it was very you know offline punya business then that's when they struggle because um so like I had a chat with one of our startup uh, Niaga One that actually provides um you know uh like accounting services um to the smaller to to the to the macam penternak lembu you know macam-macam kian ni semua you know because their worry is that when they started to file in tax semua dia their worry is that oh they they have to pay tax but then you know um this guy said eh hey, actually you're not you know because you're still below you know your income is still below the taxable bracket yeah. You know, but you don't know. But you, they don't know. They this, don't yeah. know. You know, so 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 the the worry of being transparent was there. You know, but yeah. then then when they started to be on board, and they kata actually during the MCO too, they were so busy because people had time to actually submit receipts. Right. You know, because yeah, before this, all home, this, man. yeah, because all this, you know, before this, they were like, you know, at their stalls, at their businesses, or mm. but during the MCO, they couldn't do anything. Oh, this is when they started to like, mm. okay, submit lah. You know, orang punya document and everything. So, so you know, they they got very busy, and then suddenly people yang before this were dependent on face to face punya type of business. So suddenly, like, oh, okay, can you do this for us? And so that's when they ramp up their, their, you know, their ads, mm. and they were getting a lot more subscription during the mm. MCO. So they took the opportunity. So they saw that when their offline peers or competitors were not able to give the services, so they took that opportunity. So it's 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 very interesting, and this is when we actually start to realize, okay, these are some of the startups that could, you know, sort of withstand more resilient startups rather than those yang macam didn't really take a quick action. Mm. So they thought that okay, habis lah, that's it lah, my business, you know, but they mm. they may not necessarily see okay, can can you move towards this segment or so. I guess yeah. they were always saying that, in fact, some of the biggest tech companies today was mm. born out of crisis. Right, the crisis mm. before. Okay? Mm. So Because they saw the problem mm. statement, yeah. so they took the opportunity. So, But if we go back a little bit to, so when you joined Cradle, mm. right? So mm. obviously, that was, it was big shoes to fill mm. because of the personality that mm-hmm. the Oyaran mm-hmm. had, right? Mm-hmm. So how was, how was that? For you, you need to go in. There's a lot of expectations. Mm. Even within Cradle, I'm sure the team themselves <laughs> were like, oh, "Okay, who's this lady coming in?" Mm. You know. Okay. How does that mean? So for me, can I because I know when I took the job, it's not for me to prove anything. My focus is, I just want to get the job done. I want to, you know, like my focus is to help. The startups. Mm. It's not about okay, me raraing that I joined Cradle or whatever. So for me, one of the first thing that I came in was um, I look at the team. I look at our infrastructure. Uh, do we need work on? No, 
you know, not much. Adalah sikit-sikit do it here and there, you know, like, but it's not like I have to build a team. Mm. So I'm very lucky in that sense, you know, so the engine is there. So it's just a matter of making sure that we're in the right direction. So it didn't take long for me to do that. Then straight away, okay, what do I need to do in order for our startups to have access to this mm. money. Mm. So, you know, that's when we do a lot of engagement with the ministry, with MOF, and uh, and it was around that time juga, you know, uh, MOF and the ministry and mostly announced all the penjana and prihatin package. And and some of it, you know, the executing party is cradle. Mm. So, and we launched the program. So, for me, it was very easy. It was not about proving to anyone, okay, I'm the right person for the job. I just want to get the job done. I just want to get the money quickly to our startups so that our startups can continue on with their mm. business. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I suppose for me, just stay focused yeah. and why I'm brought in the job and and to the deliver lah yeah, yeah just deliver lah you yeah. know whether or not people question me you know to me that's secondary I don't have anyone to prove to mm. apart from the startups yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been two, two months. months now mm. tomorrow so will be two months yeah did you realize how much interaction you need to do with the the government side of things as opposed to oh I'm out here to help the no I, I knew because that that's my stakeholder mm. because at the end of the day I cannot just masuk and suka-suka buat you know like what I want to do I need mm. to make sure that okay that we are in, on the same page because we are the executing arm mm. of the government mm. so to me that's very important um I didn't have any expectation on how much because I suppose that's the role of a CEO, right? Mm. Um, be, because before that, I've never been a CEO of any company. So, you know, my job is just to do work. Mm. But now I'm the CEO and of course, you know, stakeholder management is a key thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, okay. so either, you know, I, I need to engage with, you know, the, the board, I need to engage with the ministry, need to engage with the you know with the startups so that's my job mm. yeah mm. so that I've got a couple more questions to go mm. so from the startup standpoint we'll get back to that mm. but from the moment you stepped in mm. so you've now launched uh, I have to admit to, I didn't yeah. the headlines uh, so CIP Ignite CIP Accelerate okay uh. so it's conditional grant mm. And this time around, we're focusing on deep tech. Okay. So we have uh, what we call it the Ignite. So that's a smaller ticket size, lah, you know, uh, up to 500,000. Uh, and we have two types of Ignite, Ignite 1 and Ignite 2. Okay. Um, so Ignite 1 is for the deep tech and Ignite 2 is you don't have to be a deep tech, mm. you know. Um, so that is, um, it's, it's, it's commercialized, uh, you know, uh, technology mm. solutions. So who's that relevant for? I know deep tech. So mm. and and how does the what's the mechanism for for that? Do I if I have a deep tech company in mm. AI, mm, mm, right? So mm. is it an open application all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so because the allocation that was given to us for twenty twenty is twenty six point five million. Mm. So what you do then you submit on our website. That mm. We have what we call it the grant management system. So you just you know fill in all the uh, you know the forms mm. that's grant management system so they ask you a set of questions just to 
just to have uh, an assessment, you know, not so a So are these companies that must already be in revenue, scale, yeah. or is it okay? Yeah, so it's they, they must, like yeah, so it has have to be proven that, you know, the there is a there is someone out there willing to pay okay. for the services. Right. So you must so you apply and then after that then you will know immediately lah if you can press the send button to that means you meet the criteria lah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know. Right. So then what we will do is we will call you for what we call it the um, recommending committee. Hmm. So you will do a pitch. So th- that's where that's where we're at stage now. Right. Mm. Oh, I see. Mm. So none has been given out yet, lah. No, no. I see. Yeah. So the program runs for how long, or is it is, is uh, it closed now? No, it's still, still open. So hmm. we will continue to open. Um, because then after you've passed the recommending committee, then the recommending committee will then proceed. Uh, to the investment committee. Hmm. So, yeah. Can I ask how many already have you? No, uh, no, uh, we, we've not, we've not done the investment committee yet. So okay. we are still doing a few round of pitch. Of pitching. Okay. Yeah. Was there a good take up? Or you could uh, do better? You think? Or did COVID screw everything? Up? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's it's a good take up, but it's just that this time around we have sort of tightened a bit the criteria, hmm. so it's not any typical you know unlike our previous programs where we were not so much um uh, well defined the mm-hmm. eligibility criteria so a lot more different type of startups can, that can apply okay. right um it may not because you know we didn't it, there was no focus on deep tech mm. so this time around because it's deep tech so it sort of limits the number mm. of uh, applicants that can apply lah so it's not as many as before. Mm. And plus this time around, you have uh, other funding providers that, mm. that you know, um, because when I spoke to a number of the startups and I asked them, oh, how come you're not, you're not applying, right? Mm. So because to them, it's like, yes, yes, they apply, but they felt that maybe there are other startups who would probably benefit better mm. uh, to this grant because you know theirs is like they 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 may you know they may have alternative ways of funding uh, yeah yeah but the grants are not like okay here's half a million ringgit checks right so no. there is still you need to Either lay macam out you you know so there's an agreed milestones so it's not it's not free money a lot of people thought that oh dapat grant bestnya you know huh. free money no it's not you you we what we will do is we will agree on certain milestones because we need to make sure that okay this is government's money right this mm. is taxpayers money we mm. need to make sure that okay it's not for the founder to buy his first mercedes girl yeah. you know like it's a deep tech for the car you know <laughs> so you need to make sure that you put it into the right you know type of expenses you know mm. so r&d more towards r&d and only x percentage can be used to pay your overall overheads so you can spend you can put in the money for macam marketing uh, R&D mm. you know to pay for some staff costs you know but not everything is to pay rent because why are you as a startup why are you taking a big large expensive office in the first yeah. place you know yeah. so that introduced some sort of a, a cost discipline juga lah to the startups mm. you know but the good thing about it most startups they know they they bootstrap they punya you know uh, how they do things so it's so, so they're, they're not much mm. lavish la, but 
it it's a it's all a check and balance to make sure that mm. you know we don't have it sort of filter out this start of startups. Mm. So then then they 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 have to meet a certain milestone. So we only disperse based on the agreed milestones. Um, majority of it is on reimbursable basis. So you know the startups do have to pay first, or otherwise we could pay directly. You know based on PO mm. things like that. So some we also pay uh, directly to the supplier. So between so for the companies that you guys are mm. evaluating, mm. what is the focus on? Is it the how deep the tech is, mm. or how viable the business is? It's a it's a combination. Of course, it has to be commercial viable, mm. you know. But the priorities will be given those that are like, for example, we also need to see like, is it a crowded market? Is this like a lot of people? Are already doing this, mm, like face recognition. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, uh, I I don't want to say anything. Okay. Um, um, yeah. but you know, so we we look into this, and then is it different? Mm. How different it is? How scalable? How you know? Um, so we look at that, and especially those that address the current crisis. You know, the huh. post post pandemic post pandemic where. Uh, it's not there, and suddenly someone come up with this very cool idea on how you know to make your life easier post pandemic. You know how to, so yeah. So that sort will obviously get. Because mm. it may not be immediately commercially viable, yeah. but you can mm. see the potential. Yeah, you can see the potential, and especially you see that okay, the technology is is and and, and especially if it's like. First of its kind, yeah. you know something that's very different. Uh, then, mm. yeah. You know, during the when we were looking at fintech before, mm. what we realized was there wasn't much deep technology per se mm. locally, right? Mm. Mm. But it, there was a lot of ideas to just deliver right, mm. and repackage. Mm. So, are there deep tech companies in Malaysia? Do you see? I them? do. I do. Mm. Y- you'll be surprised. Yeah. Um. Because these are. You know, like previously, engineers work with international MNCs. You mm. know, um, who may came up with the idea, but obviously, when <laughs> that person yeah. worked under the MNCs, you know, so yeah. So there is. That's, good, that's good to know. That, mm, you know. Mm, mm. Um, are there a lot of uh, companies coming out from universities that's gone? Uh, not as many as we would like to. So, uh, the good thing about our latest uh, program is that we also allow uh, spin-offs from research institutes and mm. universities. Uh, but of course, they have to incorporate. And so, so, so I think the learning process that we got is sometimes the the you know these outfits they need to decide. So at the end of the day, is it university own or is it you know the researcher or mm. so I think those are some of the learning things that we we got out of this lah yeah. yeah yeah because it's the first time before mm. this it has always been um, uh, startups mm. you know uh, but now we are open it to spin-offs from research institute and university so the team has gone to you know a number of university uh creating awareness mm. okay that you have can you have access to apply for our grants if you want to mm. yeah. so these are obviously for Malaysian incorporated companies yes 
must uh-huh. be fifty one percent. Okay. So, but uh, which means then it's okay to bring technologies from outside, lah. Yeah, you can. To, mm. to but but you need to have the right to that technology. Ah, okay. So you need so to have the right. Somebody's no, no, not only you need you you have the right to manipulate. Mm. So you have the right to to use that technology. Mm. Mm. Okay. So. I guess to to wrap this up a little bit, so mm. an hour already. So mm. what next, right? Okay, so you launch that. Mm. So what else are you gonna do with Cradle? Or oh, the right question then is, what else is Cradle going to do? Oh, okay. For us, is that um we wanna be a part to drive building more scale up uh startups, Malaysian startups, mm. uh no notable startups lah. So I would I I don't like to use the word oh okay unicorn you know because so what you yeah. know so these are notable scale up startups mm. so and because the thing is Cradle is the first one that they go to if they go to you know mm. um because we are in the early stage so in order to 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 be able to create this funnel so that further funding can come in. You know, mm. so that 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 we can pass on to the VCs. So this is where I feel that Cradle can play a very significant role in building up the ecosystem, especially at the early stage. Mm. So we want to be a part of it. So it's not just about okay giving money. So what else can we do? So we we we're coming out with a lot of. Um, venture development uh, type of activity mm. that we feel can create value to the startup, so not just by giving the funds. So oh, okay. this is where you know we want to work with, talk with people like you, talk with the corporates, talk with the government agency. How can we help the startups mm. uh, further? Right, right. Yeah, a bit more. I I was gonna say hand holding, but it's not so much hand holding. No, it's not hand holding. It's providing that structure, lah. Right. That yeah, prov- providing this ecosystem that mm. makes it easier. Because you know, as as a startup, if as a, as a founder, not that I have been a well, I have formed a small businesses, but you know, you you have multitasking. You have hundred things on your mind that you need to do. So sometimes all you need is a bit of a nudge. Mm. So and. Then you can also see what are the good startups that actually take this opportunity, that who could see this opportunity. So we're there to facilitate the ecosystem, mm-hmm. lah. Not just at the end when they need no. money, mm-hmm. right? So it's along that journey and after the. Mm. Where we see that uh, there is an opportunity, so we will facilitate. Mm. You know, we will not. We we won't help. We won't do it for you. Mm. We just like open doors. Okay, hey, you know, like, would you like to take this opportunity? Yeah. And because that was what I did when I was at Sam Dhabi. Mm. So to, you know, what I call it, oil the infrastructure mm. so that you can accelerate mm. your innovation or you can accelerate, um, you know, yeah, technology mm. adoption. Yeah, whilst at that point, it was an internal audience. Yeah. Now it's the whole external. of Asia. Yeah, yeah, because, mm. because you see, you're part of, the 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 amazing thing is mm. why I like this job because we are part of a a larger purpose. Mm. We are part of the Ministry of Science and Technology, mm. so you know mostly have got this national agenda to really drive innovation and technology adoption in Malaysia. So it's a lot easier when you're 
part of a bigger picture rather mm. than you're trying to do things on your own, right? Yeah. So, um, and this is where we get a lot of support. Sometimes, you know, I mean, if we can't do it, can our sister agency do it? Can MathCap do something about it? Can Magic do something about it? And it's vice versa. Mm. You know, they will come to us, oh, could Magic look into this, you know? So because we're part of, you know, this network of what we call it, the innovation enablers uh, and technology startups ecosystem enablers mm. in Malaysia. Mm. So that makes it interesting as opposed to you surang-surang nak buat, you know, yeah. memang tak boleh lah. So yeah. like, and this is what, you know, I tell people like, we're not trying to do everything, but how could we partner better mm. so that it at the end of the day, it benefits our startups. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, A lot of networking, yeah. collaboration, partnership, you know, uh yeah so that's what we're trying mm. to do so on a on a personal level last question mm. for you before i let you go so on a personal question then what is a what is a win for you um say end of this year right end of this year yeah or I, mean, I don't go too far because you know really far but what's what's a win for you in the near term yeah you know to to me to see the startups winning jobs winning contracts Mm. sign up or getting awarded you know for their technology which probably maybe a year ago they didn't think they could do it you know so to me that's that's mm. that's what I would like to see mm. seeing more startups you know doing amazing things mm. yeah. Okay. yeah you answered my question earlier though I wanted to ask you know how has it been but you said well you're really enjoying it mm. sounds like yeah it's like every day is a learning thing and, I, and I'm just blessed that I have a lot of support Mm. you know and and I'm just blessed also that I have a lot of people who wants me to succeed mm. so you know I have the ministry support I have the board support I have my friends uh, supporting me so yeah like I I think the thing is everyone wants to see our ecosystem develop so any single help counts yeah. you know so I've, I've been I've been very blessed cool yeah so and then, yeah. and then I I get to you know work with you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully the you know coming again mm. towards end of the year, yeah. right? And see yeah. how the program. We can do our report card lah. Ah, boleh, <laughs> And when's the next marathon? Or do you have time for that? Or do you still have time to run? Yeah, I'm actually. Um, I was supposed to do the best Boston Marathon in April. Huh. Obviously, that's not, that's yeah, not so that didn't happen. And then initially, it was supposed to be postponed in September. Then about two months ago, they said they cancel it and they replace it with a virtual marathon. Ah. So I'll be doing a virtual... Well, it's real, but it's just that it's yeah. not part of a marathon. So which is even tougher. I mean, imagine running 42.195. Yeah, on my yeah. own, you know. like So trying to figure out, oh my God, I couldn't stop pagi, you know. Where would and you go? Where would you do it? That's why I sort of found a route. Initially, I was going to do it dekat Putrajaya. Maybe huh, three right? three loops okay. of, three loops of, you know, fifth, like 12, you know, 13 kilometers. Um, yeah, about 13 kilometers. Yeah. So... I was trying to see that route, tapi like, oh my God, the idea of having to drive 30 minutes in the morning and then, you know, nak kena cari air, man, you know, mana nak letak my water station and yeah. stuff like that. And do I have to carry my water vest, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm like, because I have found um 13 kilometer uh, loop, loop near my house dekat Mongkiara. 
So, okay lah, lah. Uh, Tapi but it's so okay you came, Your water station is your house lah Yeah <laughs> My water oh, station Yeah my water ah, station The house or I've I've got some 7-Eleven and Petronas ah. Yeah So that, that Stop could, the timer sekejap uh, Yeah Well yeah I don't know oh, whether so I can stop yeah. the fi- timer lah So I oh, So it's not one of these runs Where you can build up to it over a period ta- of time I have to do it in one, one go And they actually Gave a, a timing juga It cannot be more I can't remember lah How oh, many hours okay. So Yeah But unfortunately It will not count To my six star punya uh, Thing So um, Yeah If I want to have my six star I will have to do it again But hopefully I can do it in Boston lah I was so looking forward To do it in Boston Yeah I don't know when We can go back no, to the US man. I mean, Probably Yeah I don't know I don't know whether or not They were you know and there will be any future major marathon hmm. you think is that bad i don't know i don't know because, because you know it's a crowd, kan? It's a crowd mm. you know how to have social what distancing yes you know, you know and then it's like like you know the, as the organizer it must be a nightmare what if a cluster came about from that yeah marathon you know who want to be responsible and not just that having people from all over the world yeah. in one and city then they go out, yes in one city because it's not yeah. just about running marathon so normally much like when i did my new york and chicago like for a week you see all these marathoners that come from everywhere yeah. in the world you know we will it's still good for the city kan? yeah it's good for the city so it's hmm. tourism right so we will still be wearing our medals so yeah. everyone can say oh congratulations you know so yeah. when they see yeah. other people wearing the medals kan? Yeah. and their what like Chicago Marathon t-shirts or yeah. things like that so cool. and 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 that's when you have the expo the running expo so you know how how to do yeah. all that see, you know so it's it's very difficult all the marathons this year have all been cancelled I mean even the Olympics hmm. was cancelled yeah. so you know So it's and the Tokyo Marathon is one you have to do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay lah. Anyway, hey, thank you so there. much. It's been enjoyable. Yeah, very fun. Glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. Like I said, me. so let's catch up again. Yes. All the best. Thank you. Right, and thank hopefully you. you find those gems. Yes. Of startups in Malaysia. Ah, uh, they are. Yeah, Can? they are there. Yeah. And get some of them on this program too. Can. Can. All right. Okay. Thanks, Amran. Bye. Yeah. yeah.